right, that was a little taste of music from Diana Lane. If you missed any part of my segment with her, it is up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Uh, next up, author Katrina Laley is joining us to talk about her novel, Eggshells. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning. I'm delighted to be here, Janine. Thanks for having me. You've written a really interesting book. I want to start by asking, how did you come up with the concept for Eggshells? Um, I think I came up with it a year I was unemployed in 2011 during the recession in Ireland. And I had been laid off from my job and I found myself kind of aimlessly wandering the streets of Dublin looking for, for, for work. And this outsider character just came to me, this idea of a misfit who didn't fit into society. And so I made my main character um, in Eggshells, mm-hmm. uh, Vivian, uh, who's a changeling, or she, she believes she's a changeling. So she's walking around contemporary Dublin looking for a portal to another world. And so that's where the similarities between Vivian and myself are, this kind of, this feeling of being outside of society. You know, it's so funny. My next question was, does the main character remind you of somebody? So you're walking around (laughs) (laughs) feeling like you were a changeling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the idea of a changeling really interested me, just the idea of not belonging. Um, Vivian really feels she doesn't belong, and she uses the idea of a changeling to explain why she doesn't belong in this world. So mm-hmm. she believes she was replaced by fairies, um, and that there is some world where she will fit in. So it kind of it took my feelings of being an outsider to extreme. I, yes. I, I don't identify <laughs> with the changeling, <laughs> but it was fun to write. Did you share this concept with anybody? Because I could just imagine you're walking around, you're unemployed, and you share this idea, and someone says, really, Katrina? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I wrote it all down on the page, but I decided not to share this with people. (laughs) No, I did did walk around Dublin kind of in the character of Vivian, so looking for Mm -hmm. magical-sounding places or little doors in walls that other people miss. Mm -hmm. And so that was fun to try and kind of, put it in a sense of magic into Dublin because it felt quite a bleak city that year when there was no work. Sure. And I wanted to kind of just introduce this idea of kind of a magical thinking. So you did something really interesting because the theme of my show is get the funk out. And a lot of times we face personal or professional funks. You just kind of embraced your year of unemployment and you, you, you know, found something else and you created something else for yourself. Yeah, and, and it wasn't, at, at the time, it wasn't a deliberate thing. I, I didn't know that I was writing a novel. But what started it for me was there's a lot of street signs in Dublin and some of the letters are missing. Oh. And I started to write down the, these new names, the, the place names that were spelled out with, with the letters missing. And the reality of it is, of course, that Dublin City Council had run out of money to replace these letters. <laughs> but I started imagining, oh, what if this led to new places or if it was a new yes. these signs spelled out a new pattern or a code and I was having fun just inventing this fictional world um, so yeah it, it just it became a novel but it was towards the end of the year that I when I, I was unemployed for a full year before I actually found a job and it was only then I started writing the novel so I did all the oh. research and the walking around the year I was unemployed but I didn't really have that confidence to start writing until I actually found a job. And how did you have the time once you found the job? Were you doing this on the weekends? Yeah, well, before work and after work and the weekends. So I was working a 12 to 9 p.m. shift. 
Okay. So I would do a couple of hours in the morning before work, a couple of hours after work, and the weekends. And I think because I had all the research and the, the walks around Dublin done, it was kind of, it was easy to write. I wasn't completely creating from scratch. So okay. it just, it felt like it wrote itself then. And it's so interesting. You talk about, in your bio, you had a very colorful employment history. Could you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I did uh, a degree in English literature in university, and that doesn't lead you directly into employment, unfortunately. So I spent a summer working in New York as a carer, and I spent a year teaching English in Japan. And then I worked as a, a male woman, a copywriter, an abstract writer, and I'm currently working as a cleaner in, uh, in Trinity College, where, where I studied which is really interesting to see a whole other side to the college. How has writing this book changed you? Um, I think it, it's made me more persistent. Um, it just, or that, it's made me, I think, sit down and keep at something, even if I don't know what the outcome is. So when yes. I wrote Eggshells, I had no idea if it was ever going to be published. And I wanted to finish it just for that sense of achievement in itself, whether or not it would ever, you know, hit the bookshelves. So I think it has made me just more satisfied with with finishing something or doing something for its own sake. Yes. And then if, you know, if the magic happens and it does get published, well, that's a whole other, um, the icing on the cake, I suppose. It's almost like this could be a, a film, you know? Do you think, yeah, the Vivian walking around? Yes, looking for Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would love if it was a film. I can just. I, I funny. I can't see Vivian herself as a character because I don't describe her in the book. But I love the idea of attaching a camera to her head and and following her around on her walk. Right. I mean, maybe yeah. We put her on a GoPro. <laughs> yes, exactly. And where we never actually see her, that would be interesting. We just hear her voice. Yes. Yes. Uh. It's so interesting, the dialogue. How, how did you come up with this whole, she, you know, her thought pattern goes from here, there, and everywhere, and it's so clever and creative. How, is it someone you knew, or is that just something that came to mind? Um, no, it's not based on anyone I knew. It was more that Vivian is quite, she's quite a socially isolated character, so she lived in her head a lot. And I wanted her to kind of, to play around with language, um, she loves making her lists, like yes. lists of exhibits in museums or flowers in the botanical gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted her to just really concentrate on language and words and what they could mean and what they could signify. And then when she does meet people like shop assistants or taxi drivers or bus drivers, she has quite awkward exchanges because she's not used to dealing with people socially. Yes. And um, so th- those were a lot of fun to write because... She takes language quite literally, and when people just try and make conversation, she she takes things up the wrong way, or she answers very awkwardly, and things kind of things go downhill very quickly. Yes. Now, yeah. are you going to write a sequel, or are you working on something else? I'm working on a completely different novel right now. Um, I would love to come back in the future and do a sequel, but just I felt I had done Vivian for the moment. She was so intense that mm-hmm. I wanted to get out of her head and get into some fresh character's head. 
is it uh, I know you, you have a full-time job now and is it hard to find the time to do something like this no actually my cleaning job is very early mornings which means it, it's fantastic for writing um, and because it's a physical job I really I really want to sit down at the computer after work mm-hmm. whereas when I was writing eggshells I had a, a desk job and I was sitting at a computer and that made it hard to keep to keep sitting down for the whole day. So, yeah, the, the physical work really suits me um, with the writing pattern. I love how you you didn't even write this book until you found your full-time job, but you were so determined to take that experience, all these notes I could imagine you had, and finally do something with it. You didn't just, you know, toss it away or file it away. Yeah, it, and that was a quite a conscious thing at the end of all the walks to, to try and make something positive from that year because, you know, it, it can feel quite depressing and disheartening when you're applying for jobs. I applied for over 300 jobs. Wow. And at the time, unemployment was so high in Ireland that, you know, employers weren't even sending out rejection letters. It was just complete silence from people. So maybe I was protecting myself too by not trying to get the book published or trying to write it while I was getting all these rejections or or silences. Um, So it was just something something I wanted to create something positive from that year. Was there, did you have some self-doubt? Because obviously writers have that moment where they think, okay, who's going to want to read this? Uh, Should I really do this? Absolutely, constantly. And I think because I had never had a short story published or anything before my first novel, Eggshells, so I I had tried to get short stories and some essays published or entered competitions and had no luck with them. Um, So I really didn't believe that anything could come from Eggshells, but I just wanted to have I wanted to have written a novel. I wanted to see if I could do it. Um, I used to run marathons, and it felt like that kind of a, a process, that just just to complete the thing itself would feel like an achievement. Right. Do you have advice for people that, you know, they want to write a book, they feel kind of lost, they're not, not sure of themselves? Yeah, it, probably, if, if they're anything like me, it would be just trying to filter out that voice in your head that says you can't do this or who are you to think you can write a novel. It's just knowing that voice will keep coming and just trying to quieten it or say, okay, right, I hear you, but I'm going to keep persisting regardless of that voice. Um, I, When I was writing eggshells, I tried to write a thousand words a day. Now, it didn't always happen, but it, it made me just sit down, no matter how I was feeling, if I was tired or cranky or angry, just to sit down at the computer and make myself write something. Um, sometimes I got almost nothing from, from those thousand words. I might have got a sentence, I might have deleted the rest. Yes. But it kept me thinking in the character's voice. So it was that consistency really helped me. I think it's really important. I like to write as well. I think it's really important to not... Uh, be so tough on yourself. I know there are times I, I can't write for at least a week. And then last night I sit down and it's the quality of time that makes the difference. So even yeah. if you only have, you know, half an hour, you can get into a zone. Yes. And, and that's an amazing thing to be able to do. I, I It takes me a lot longer, but yeah, like it, it depends, I think, how busy you are sometimes, doesn't it? Like if, if you're Sometimes if you have a whole day to write, it can be harder. Yes. Whereas if you only have that hour or half an hour, you can squeeze a lot in. 
Right, right. So I think that the point is just try to find some quality time, you know, and and keep those ideas going. Even if you're not putting it down on paper, imagine your characters, imagine where your story's going. Exactly. And, and for me, walking really helps. Like that, that physical that moving of your body when you're stuck, like there's only so long you can sit at a computer before you start to get really frustrated. Yes. So going for a walk and letting the subconscious take over can be really helpful. Oh, I completely agree. I've, I've gotten some of my best ideas from taking walks. Yeah, and, and you need a notebook and pen, don't you, or something <laughs> to capture them, otherwise you forget them. Right. Or you can have your phone with you and record it into your phone. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's a more high-tech version. I'm, I'm still <laughs> a bit in the dark ages here. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you or connect with you? Um, I'm afraid, like I say, I'm not exactly the most technical person in the world, so I don't have a website, but I ha- I'm available on katrinalally at gmail.com or Melville House is the publisher of Eggshells, and they have um, listings of things I've written or things that are coming up. Oh, good. Uh, wonderful. And if we want to keep in touch with you as well, we'll just uh, look you up on your on your website or just follow along with your publisher. Um, yeah, the publisher's website. I'm afraid I don't have a website of my own. That's, that's, that's on the to-do list. Okay. To set for myself up, yeah. So again, that's Melville House. And Melville I know, House. I, yes, they are on Twitter because I, I sent out a tweet and I um, contacted them as well. So thank you so much for calling in. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed chatting with you, Katrina. Thank you, Janine. It was fun talking to you. You too. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. That was Katrina Lally calling in to talk about her book, Eggshells. And if you missed any part of this, it is up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We'll take a little break, and then we're going to be focusing on the French Film Festival coming up. Actually, it's underway in L.A. We'll play some more music from Diana Rain, and we'll take a little break, and then we'll be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.